It's the 1st of December, and for many people, that is the build-up to Christmas, counting down the days. Here at FT Lowell, we do love Christmas, of course, but what we love even more is Podmas. Now, that's a holiday I've just made up, but Podmas is a special holiday. It lasts the whole of December, and every day we'll be bringing you a different podcast, and a lot of them are going to be in our Alphabet series where we rank the top five players, beginning with each surnames. And of course, it makes sense to start with A. But that's enough of me talking. I've got two special guests to help me with this tricky task. And they are Rory and James from the Victory and Vices podcast. How are you doing, guys? Good, man. Merry Christmas as well to you and yours while we're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The A's, mate. We... um. First and foremost, again, thanks for having us back on our United chat. We were just saying now, actually, we absolutely loved it. We haven't done a pod like that in a while. So, yeah, no, thank you, mate. We uh, we very much appreciated that. Um, yeah, the A's. All right, lads, we've come to um, a compromise, shall we say, for the viewers. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we uh, we'll go over the A's now. Um, uh, there's not an awful lot of A's, but I think it's a pretty solid list. So. What are we leading into? We're going to start with number five, are we? Number five, yeah. So number five is Xabi Alonso. I was saying before, I wish that his surname began with an X because it would make that whole lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) A bit later down the line, but it doesn't. He starts with an A and yeah, what a player Xabi Alonso was. Yeah, it pains me because I remember being a young lad reading, I think it was the news of the world when it was about, this is going back a while now, lads. The news of the world. And Xabi Alonso, they first started talking about him and he was linked to Manchester United. And I remember thinking, I love Xabi Alonso at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. This guy sounds like a baller. And he ended up going to Liverpool and absolutely killing it. And when you talk about the top midfielders in the world, I think his name gets very criminally underrated, a bit like a Michael Carrick in that respect. I mean, Xavi Alonso would walk into 99% of teams in football history, bar maybe some of the elite ones. And I don't know about you, Vecchi, but I thought he was a wonderful football player. Yeah, and you know when Liverpool signed him and they had Xavi Alonso and Gerrard in the middle of the park, it was the first time for a few years as a United fan, you looked at that Liverpool midfield and so Mm -hmm. thought, Oh, that's good. That that's a good midfield. And you know, United's all the way through the two thousands had notoriously been a, a brilliant midfield. And obviously, Liverpool went through their many years of struggle where you, you weren't really that concerned about them. Obviously, they had Gerrard, um, but yeah, like I said, when they signed Xabi Alonso, that was a that was a hell of a duo that were in the middle of the park there. And you know, he went on to uh, Real Madrid. Didn't he then go to Bayern Munich as well? And he, he stuck around um, for quite some time at, at a high level and he was sort of marshalling that midfield pretty damn well. And like you say, Spooner, he probably doesn't get as much credit as he deserves, especially for what he achieves on the international stage as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a guy that's got over 100 caps for Spain and he's competing against Xavi, Iniesta and Busquets and he's, yeah. he's got over 100 caps. I mean, that's how good of a player that he is, really. And, yeah, I think people do forget that he was a key part of that success when they won the three trophies in a row. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was, and that's like you said, Jack. That's no joke. That's um, that was Spain during their dominant era. Like you had to be a special player to play for them. It wasn't a case of you know you can just bring your boots and get a game. Like they were, they were unreal. Like apart from maybe you know the the, the great Brazil side of uh, you know maybe the seventies or the eighties. I can't remember when it was specifically, but that Spanish side, man, that was a level of dominance that you may never see again in international football. Even France are trying it now and they're struggling. So, yeah, Xabi Alonso for me, very worthy going in the list. I've never seen Xabi Alonso and Canelo Alvarez in the same room. I, uh, I just like to point that out as well. They, I forgot, I saw a picture of Xabi Alonso really wrong when Becky um, was mentioning him for the list. I remember thinking, bloody hell, he looks a lot like Canelo Alvarez, like... Shabby Alonso could easily get mixed up for him and get sparked out at some point. <laughs> because they look exactly alike. But yeah, Alonso, man, yeah, great addition to the list. I've not heard that comparison before, but yeah, I, I can definitely see it. Honestly, if you put pictures of them side by side, I promise you, wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Alonso, yeah. yeah. So at number four, we have gone with. Tony Adams, Mr. Arsenal himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Vecchi said just now before we came on, he was predominantly pissed most of the time he played. And he still managed to dominate everybody as a centre-back, which is quite incredible given that I've played hungover and I know how hard it is. So we've all probably played hungover. We all know. But yeah, what are you saying, Vecchi? Good show? Yeah, that, what you've just touched on there. I struggle to turn up the games hangover. So what, what he managed to pull off um with his struggles um is quite remarkable um and he had you know a lot of struggles in his career um and still achieved so much so you know he's, you look at the arsenal side that he was a part of and what they achieved yeah i think it'd be criminal that he's not in the list and he will be forever known as probably one of the iconic defenders of the premier league and i you know you like you don't get too many better compliments than that. Um, he's in very, very good company. So, and his name starts with A. So, you, Tony, you're in, son. You're number four. Yeah, your name's on yeah. the I mean, he's to do it as well in the era at first, you know, yeah, everyone was drinking, gambling, and, and going out, and then going into that Wenger side with the continental football and playing a different way. And the way that he kind of turned himself around as well made him. Yeah stay about to his late 30s with his, his lifestyle and originally he's something to, yeah, to hold up and say, wow, you, you've done incredible really and he's top, top leader. For me, arguably the first name on the team sheet um, if, if I was to pick like the best Arsenal side that I've seen, just incredible captain mm. and yeah, the way he marshaled that defence, superb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to understand, like you said, Jack, the team he was a part of. I mean, there was him, I mean, Paul Merson would have been there as well, right? There would have mm. been a few, a few others where 
dietary requirements were basically lager and peanuts. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what they that's what they had before a game. That's what they had after a game. There was no recovery. There was no warm down. Like these lads were just cut from a different cloth. So I think Adams is a great addition to that list. In fairness. Mm-hmm. All right, and our number three, we've gone with Sergio Aguero. Yeah, pains me, Becky, yeah. to say it as a United fan. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like this man <laughs> for many reasons. Being a United fan, but that's a big but. You cannot knock his football ability yeah. and what he achieved um, in his time in the Premier League. I'm sure some people would agree that. Had he not have gone through the injury problems that he had in his last sort of two or three seasons in the Premier League, it wouldn't have shocked me if if he'd have broken Shearer's record mm. um, at the rate he was knocking him in and the service that he was getting from that City side. The numbers he was churning out until he started getting those niggly injuries were incredible. And it wasn't just the goals. He's probably the creator of one of, if not the most iconic moment in Premier League. Um, history now, especially for millennials, that Aguero moment will will be replayed over and over now for years, which is a shame for us, Luna, really, because uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 he's the orchestrator of that moment, um, and he's won many, many trophies, um, scored many, many goals. So, as much as I don't want him on the list, I don't think you can keep him off it. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's a shame it may end the way it has. Obviously, with this potential heart condition, yeah. Um, that's no way. I you know for a legend like him, as much as you know, we say we dislike him. I would never want anyone to go out like that. So it's it's difficult for Aguero because his legacy is cemented. But you don't, you always want someone to go out on top and in the right fashion. The one plus I take from Aguero is that he can now go and raise his super son, which is got his DNA and Diego Maradona's DNA as well. So hopefully his son will pick up where he left off uh, and join Manchester United yeah, and, and score many goals. He's got a hell of a pressure on his back. And his godfather is Lionel Messi as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if he's not, a, I think it's Benjamin his name. Benjamin, so yeah, may, yeah. Maybe he'll be on this list in the future. I was going to say, yeah, if we come back to this in 30 years' time, uh, yeah, Benjamin Aguero might not be too far away if he has that potential. Yeah, mm. he might be working in an Argentinian Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows? That's it, yeah. And um, speaking of South America, we're going to keep on that theme for our number two. Mm-hmm. It is Carlos Alberto, Brazil's oh. World Cup winning captain from the 1970 team. Arguably the best Ever World Cup win inside. Yeah. I, with this, it's interesting because I've never seen them play other than clips. So I'm going off a lot of word of mouth and hearsay and, and people, you know, almost like that sort of George Best era where people tell you how great they were, but you can never really fully appreciate it. But the mm-hmm. fact that they're even now talked about as one of the greatest sides to have ever lived, that's a huge compliment, you know, and to captain a side of that nature, you've got to have character, you've got to have skill. That means when you cap when you captain a side of that nature, all the other good players in that side, they look up to you. And that's um that's pretty that's a pretty special person, Becky. I think you'd agree. Yeah, again, I definitely wasn't in that era. Um there's not an awful lot of footage I can say that I have watched 
from that time, the Carlos Alberto gets number two on this list purely out of merit on on what we have heard that they that, that they were like. And like you say, Spooner, for for everybody to still speak of that team and him today, fifty years on, mm. I think tells you everything that you need to know because they must have been some side for them to still be taught about the way that they are. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, he captained them to that. So what else can you say about the bloke? You know, he's a, he's, he's obviously a legend. Um, and he's really good on FIFA legends. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. If, if you are on YouTube, have a look at his goal versus Italy in the final, because yeah. that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's very much a team goal, but arguably the greatest goal ever scored at a World Cup on the biggest stage as well. And, it kind of shows that he just used to bomb forward and, and score goals from right back. And you think of all the great Brazilian fullbacks now, um, Roberto Carlos, Cafu, people like that. And he was one of the original ones that played that style, really. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think very uh, inspirational player. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And at number one, another. Brazilian fullback, another Brazilian right back, actually. Yeah. It's Danny Alves. Danny Alves. I think we all agreed with Alves being number one. He is, uh, it's, you know, it's funny, right? Because my generation would all look at Cafu as the best right back in the world. And there's a, as you say, the millennial generation, Becky, that they would all adamantly tell you Danny Alves is the best right back in the world. And I struggle to disagree with them. Like he was absolutely phenomenal, which is weird given he couldn't defend. But like <laughs> he just he he had so much going forward that and he played in sides that monopolized possession. So when you look at his time at Barcelona, when you've got 96% of the ball, you don't really need to defend for most of the game anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I think potentially his weaknesses were never fully exposed. But look, you can't argue with it. Like, how big must this guy's trophy cabinet be? He's probably got the entire West Wing of his house just dedicated to himself. You know, it's just a shrine to everything he's done. And yeah, I look, I can't think of anybody else that I'd have top of the list above. Yeah. And the thing is, he was so potent going forward. You look at the Barca team that he was in and everybody talks about, you know, the Messi's and the sort of Suarez, um, you know, I try to think when he transitioned out, the the, the Iniesta, Xavi, the, the attacking players that, that he would have played with. But, you know, he at times was just as dangerous as the rest of them going forward. Mm-hmm. And he was as instrumental to the way they played as a, from a right-back position as, as you know, the, the forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, you know, Marcelo was kind of similar um, in terms of how he was almost like another winger. Um, he was so good and so creative and yeah. not very good yeah. from a defensive um, standpoint. But I think Danny Alves is like that slightly better and more longevity version of Marcelo with more trophies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you get more because Marcelo's got his fair share of trophies, but not as many as Danny Alves. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. How many trophies has he won? Then he got it. It's like four. Really? Is it, it's a record, isn't it? Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, but um, yeah, you can't take it away from the block. And then he went to was it was a PSG that he yeah, went to PSG, yeah. PSG, Juve, 
he's back at back at Barcelona now. Yeah. Did I read it right, lad? That, he, that he's playing for one euro a week, or was that just a myth? I read. I thought that was a year. One a year. year. Not that really? it makes that much difference, yeah. but maybe it was a week. Um, I I don't know if that's true, but he's he's certainly earned enough money in his career. Yeah. Um, but. He's still playing for Brazil as well at his age. I, I don't think he gets picked every week, but he did actually get the in the the last copper before this one, the one that they won. He won the player of the tournament, <laughs> and he would have been what thirty five, thirty six then. So yeah. it's incredible, really. Lots of gangster. Yeah, he is. A, he yeah. is just like look. I, I mean, when it comes to to right backs in history, I mean. I think he'll go down. It sounds weird, right? Because Danny Alves was about in the social media era. I think there'll be a generation of people that consistently push him to the front. Like names like Cafu, for example, and Carlos Alberto or anybody else. They kind of get pushed to the background because football was, whilst it was prominent back in the day, it wasn't as visible as it is now. Like we discussed before, everybody critiques it. Everybody's a manager. There's constant chatter about it. So I think Danny Alves will probably go down as the best right back in history. The only, yeah, the only other good competition he's had in his era, I think, um, was Philip Lahm, right back? Oh, yeah, 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 that's a shout as well. So you've got Philip Lahm. Yeah, but, but yeah, you'd, you know, if somebody saw me, Danny Alves is, is better, you'd ha- it'd still be hard to argue in it. But um, yeah, a big shout out to Philip Lahm as well, because he seems to get forgotten about a right back. Yeah, yeah, that's facts actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a feeling that uh, Philip Lahm may get a mention later <laughs> on in this alphabet yeah. series. Yeah. i got a feeling um, that um, one Bissak will get mentioned as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the five worst players beginning with W. Yeah, yeah. Sacco, I get a shout. Oh yeah, superb. Yeah, not 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 too many people generally. You, you don't. Well, me personally, I don't see that many people with the surnames beginning with A. So I, I think we've done quite well to get that caliber of player. Yeah. Um, for for that and that, yeah, that's a nice little start to to Podmus. And these alphabet episodes. Can you guys guess what's up next? Mm. Don't know, but I can tell you one thing. Don't ask us to come on for the Q episode. <laughs> <laughs> you get somebody else for that. Yeah. Good luck with the bees. I'm trying to think of a bee off the top of my head. Ryan Bertrand. Would he be the greatest left back of all time? I'll write. I'll write that one down. Berbatov. Berber. Yeah. Berber. We won't di- we won't divulge divulge too many bees because we don't want to spoil the next episode. But honourable mention one... for for Nelka as well. But yeah, I'll give you one more bee that's popped into my head before we sign off. Um, Gabriel Batistuta. Oh, yeah. Oh man, loss. But um, so uh, we'll be, be listening out for the bee list. Yeah. If he's not we'll, there, I can't yeah, see who's yeah. there. We'll be keeping a close eye on that bee list. Trust me, because that's tasty. <laughs> that's very tasty. Yeah, All right, and that, that rounds off day one of Podmas. Come back tomorrow for day two when we will be discussing the bees. Have a nice one, and as always, keep it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three, three, three. No, 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 no.